The Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 25. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and be withered even as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee thy heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light, and thy just dealing as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that doeth after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt thou be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out and they that patiently abide the Lord, those shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he hath seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be upright in their ways. Their sword shall go through their own heart 
and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs, yea, even as the smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, and yet saw I never the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging their bread. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Now, son of man, take up a lamentation for Tyre, and say to Tyre, You who are situated at the entrance of the sea, merchant of the peoples on many coastlands, thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the midst of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. They made all your planks of the fir trees from Sinir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make you a mast. Your oarsmen brought you into many waters, but the east wind broke you in the midst of the seas. Your riches, wares, and merchandise, your mariners and pilots, your calkers and merchandisers, all your men of war who are in you, and the entire company which is in your midst, will fall into the midst of the seas on the day of your ruin. The common land will shake at the sound of the cry of your pilots. All who handle the oar, the mariners, all the pilots of the sea, will come down from their ships and stand on the shore. They will make their voice heard because of you. They will cry bitterly and cast dust on their heads. They will roll about in ashes. They will shave themselves completely bald because of you. Gird themselves as sackcloth and weep for you with bitterness of heart and bitter wailing. In their wailing for you, they will take up a lamentation and lament for you. What city is like Tyre, destroyed in the midst of the sea? When your wares went out by sea, you satisfied many peoples. You enriched the kings of the earth with many luxury goods and with your merchandise, but you are broken by the seas in the depths of the waters. Your merchandise and the entire company will fall in your midst. All the inhabitants of the isles will be astonished at you. Their kings will be greatly afraid, and their countenance will be troubled. The merchants among the peoples will hiss at you. You will become a horror and be no more forever. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. 
He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. 
people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. Begin in Psalm 37 tonight, um, which takes us into a very nuanced um, meditation on the apparent success of a person's life versus the um, substance of a person's life as known by God. Um, and it really points uh, a finger at our tendency to um, to adopt a kind of secular perspective. And I don't kind of mean that in the boogeyman kind of language of secularism. I mean it in its kind of raw technical sense of um, being being only concerned with what um, obtains in a single lifetime, um, and that's the foundation of secularism. Really, is is it, it concerns it's concerned with the here and now because the before and the hereafter and the above and below are kind of um, are, are you know they they only are significant insofar as they make better or worse what is happening here and now, um, and that's the that's you know from that perspective that's considered to be the only time we really have and that matters to us. Uh, and so that's the that's what becomes the focal point of it. And that's that's a good way to skew the meaning of a lot of really important things. Um, and as we look at this psalm, it's a corrective exercise for the imagination, um, which helps to extend our our horizon of meaning and our, our horizon of interpretation beyond the constrained view of that secular perspective. It teaches us that no, time does, you know, come come before us, time comes after us. Many important things happen in both of those places. Um, and the, you know, the, the, the epicenter of reality is not just with the current living generation. Um, and so um, it, it restores the reality of all those other senses of things, the historical, the future, the metaphysical and the supernatural, and also those kind of um, deep down significances um, that, that reside beneath the, um, the the appearances and the superficial view of things. Um, and with that quick tutorial in, in, in vantage points, it's it's helpful to enter this psalm by understanding that oftentimes the, um, the result of a pattern or character of life is something that is observed in a, along a timeline that isn't the one we assign for it. Very often we expect, um, we create assumptions and expectations around um, when we think things ought to happen and the time that we would have them happen. And very often it's proven that uh, the normal, ordinary course of things doesn't work that way. Um, and that 
you know, and, and, and that it's certainly in God's seasons of things, that certainly is the case that um, it can be the case that certain, like many generations pass as the preliminary, um, you know, events of a significant pivotal shift in covenant or, or salvation history. And so as we're looking at our lessons today, that perspective, um, particularly from 37, um, which culminates in this um, kind of proverb, uh, I have been young and now I'm old and yet never I never saw I the righteous, you know, um, the, the righteous forsaken or their seed begging their bread. Um, it's observably true that sometimes that happens. The righteous, um, um, you know, appear forsaken sometimes. And the children of righteous people um, are sometimes, um, you know, visited with uh, times of, of insufficiency and lack. Um, and, and it's important for us to remember in the wider course of the psalm that, um, you know, these things where there seems to be an apparent contradiction in what God has promised. Um, these are times where we are called to entrust ourselves to a faithful kind of waiting for God to not only vindicate the thing he has promised, but also to vindicate those who have put their trust in his promise. Um, and that sometimes requires a difficult degree of patience and sometimes a, a true degree of suffering um, in, in maintaining patience. Yet nevertheless, as the psalm asserts earlier on, um, the wicked uh, who build their life around ways that are unfaithful um, are doomed to fall because there is no life in their ways. And the righteous are will be upheld and defended and vindicated by God um, and will will see the fruits of their faithfulness. Um, even if in the in the time that we're looking at it in a given uh, you know you know scope of time it doesn't appear so that really comes to bear in the historical sense in our lesson from Ezekiel tonight um, we'll recall from the prophecies of Jeremiah and uh, the lamentations which we'll read as we go into Lent um, that you know whereas Jeremiah is lamenting about the fall of Jerusalem Ezekiel is called to take up a lamentation inspired by God for this very pagan city of Tyre, which is the capital of the Phoenician Empire, um, and is a, a massive power on the seas um, and a, ma a massive power when it comes to commerce and transit um, and, and naval and naval supremacy. Um, and so what the so much prowess, beauty, and so many gifts given to you, and yet all of these gifts became um, the foundation of a delusion under which you lived, the delusion that you were like gods, that you were untouchable, and that nothing could ever bring you down. Um, and for this reason, these gifts, these great attributes, and you know historical, um, you know accomplishments of note became tragic for you, because you used them in a way that ultimately was about as disastrous as you could. You used them to prop up the ultimate fantasy and anti-creation and anti-reality. And as a result of it, um, your, the, the greatness of the gifts became a, a, a source of misery for you because they only enabled you um, under the way you used them to perpetuate this myth as long as it could be perpetuated. But now it's been brought to an end. Babylon has swept in the east wind of those latter verses and has decimated you. And this reveals a kind of prophetic view of the fall of Tyre. Um, unlike what many of the other kings of the area would have seen as it's the inconvenience of a loss of, of, of uh, sort of transportation and uh, the consistency of commerce um, and a major hub of wealth and products and goods. Um, instead, Ezekiel says this is a, a case study 
in in the human condition and the human propensity for um, for creating this kind of delusion for itself, for taking the good things and then making a kind of 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 distorted, skewed creation for themselves, over which they attempt to live as gods. And this comes into play again um, in a in a really more um, piercing sense in our in our lesson from John tonight, where the Pharisees have essentially done this very thing with the covenant and the law of Israel. And they have used it now to create a kind of fiefdom for themselves by which they enforce this rigid religious code and against with and and so 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 jealously guarded that even when the Lord God comes into their midst, they are are inclined to oppose him and reject him and 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 um, condemn him because um, it does not um, adhere to the kind of fantasy and the delusional sense of self that they have created. Um, and this whole controversy around the man at, Beth at Bethesda is that they they have you know decreed a very narrow definition of what working on the Sabbath means. And so when Jesus comes and miraculously heals a man on the Sabbath day, they're more concerned about the violation of their rules than they are about the fact that a genuine sign of divine power has happened in their midst and that there might be something important to conclude from that. And so what we can see in both of these instances is that there is a real blindness that can um, sort of you know grows and 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 gathers around the eyes of the person who um, tries to take the things that are given to them or tries to take the the, the circumstances of their life and to enclose that life uh, with those things, whether they be good or bad, and it's just as possible to do it with bad things, kind of like the guy at Bethesda. Um, but, you know, for us, as we reflect on that, we have to invite the kind of continuous disruptive epiphany of God in our life. And this, these are both case studies of what happens when we don't. When we are not just regularly, regularly ordinarily faithful, um, we can get a kind of um, tough candy shell um, around us. And when it is perfected, uh, it encloses us in darkness and we are no longer able to see ourselves or the world around us or God. Um, and then we're in real trouble. And so really it is this regular habit of continually self-examining, coming together as a community and being present to our Lord who visits us, corrects us gently along the way that we're made able to not fall into that terrible and tragic outcome. And so that's our hope and our prayer tonight. We'll include, conclude our, with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, the inter our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Thanks to Rochelle, my co-leader. We have a wonderful evening and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks, Father Hayden. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night, everyone.